welcome to Estranged. We are on the 20-somethingth episode. How many is it, Adrian? I think this is 23. 23. 23. Yeah. That's like adultdom. You know, when a person gets to 23, they have a full-time job, they've left education. We're in the maturity <laughs> of our podcast years, probably not. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this week we're going to talk about uh, the film Limitless. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, just in the name alone, it has quite obvious themes to talk about in relation to the kind of ideas we discuss on the podcast. Um, what do you think about this movie, Adrian? Um, I remember I saw it like a long time ago yeah. and I saw it again a couple of days ago. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I think I was paying attention to different things like both times that I saw it. Um, yeah. I don't know. The first time I saw it, it was just like I wasn't a teenager, but I was like, I just thought that Bradley Cooper was like cool, you know, and like. He's so was, like, attractive. <laughs> yeah, but the just the type of like life that he had with the pill and everything. Like, oh, I, just, <laughs> I, I fell for it. You know, I was like, oh, like I, I want to do that. You know? Yeah, I know. But, uh, but now that I saw it, I thought I thought it was well done, and mm-hmm. it's kind of, um, yeah, it's kind of like quirky in some ways. But it's I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was interesting. I feel like it's like it has really a really arts vibe with like the cinematography and the color grade and stuff. But I think it was like 2011. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on the Bradley Cooper. It's a little campy, right? It, yeah. it reminded me a little bit. It, it reminded me a little bit of uh, who's the guy that did. Um, it's, he's French. Love me if you dare. Oh. Um, or I think he did the science of sleep too. Oh, you mean Michel Gondry? Yeah. yeah. Or maybe he didn't do Love Me If You Dare. But uh, yeah, did he do Amelie as well? Oh, no, that's um, Jeanne. Yeah, but yeah, no, it has that sort yeah, of. Yeah, like, it just reminded he, me yeah. of that, like just the the quick cuts and like yeah, the um, the like yeah, the cer- the certain types of shots that I was like, oh, this is this is weird. This is a uh, um, adventurous. <laughs> um, yeah, I, don't, I, I like have... the uh, like the sort of infinite photograph. Yeah, that. like yeah, it yeah. just kind of keeps on zooming in. I thought that yeah. was an interesting. It's quite aspect. fun. Um, I which actually applies the idea of limits and limitlessness. I was just going to say about the Bradley Cooper thing. Um, according to a few people who would obviously know, he's gay, which yeah, makes disappoints Probably. me immensely because he's just like, <laughs> oh, fair. oh, my God. I saw, obviously, um, A Star is Born. Like, I've seen it like seven or eight times now. I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the man dies. No. Um, Right, so yeah, I I, I kind of hated it. I don't know. I just yeah. I couldn't get into it. A lot of people hated it. I can totally understand why you would, but not me. Were you into the into the the older ones? Like the, I think there's a Barbara Streisand one. No, and no, I I haven't really watched them. I've only seen clips of them, but mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not interested. Actually, I I mean, I maybe I would be seventies one, but um, this one's fine for me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, by the way, I was gonna. What happened to Renee Zellweger's face? Because she's doing the Judy Garland yeah. movie, right? Um, I think she had worked on. I guess. Yeah, she looks very different. She looks different. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think she just looks different mm-hmm. rather than you know. I guess it's the thing. It's like it yeah, doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily look. Yeah, it just looks different. Um. So I thought maybe we should talk about first of all. Uh, just give a little summary of what 
the film happens in the film and then talk about maybe a few ideas that we might talk about uh like more like oh what's the word like phrases and theories Mm -hmm. um yeah so do you want to give a little summary of the movie well um yeah it's this guy that um he's a writer and he he's kind of stuck he's in he's on on writer's block and uh he he meets this guy that wants to get together with him just like catch up i think it's like his ex-brother-in-law or something Mm -hmm. and uh he he gives him a pill uh and this pill sort of like allows him to use most of his brain or all of it um and he starts taking it and and he increases the dosage so he gets into like the the depths of like wall street and he starts getting involved with like some 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 like some rich people but um yeah, there's like people that are like looking for him because it's like a like he he's not supposed to have those pills and everything just kind of goes downhill from there. Yeah, and then it kind of like ends where he obviously it ties the knot. So obviously, yeah. I think we talked about this with uh, the um, James Bond episode that we did with Peter, and he had a really good point about like the obje pretty abbing the marriage and this perpetual like not getting married uh, allows yeah. for the like series was yeah to continue. Um, and like in this film, obviously the drama is led by the fact of, um, so if he, if he just had this pill that made him more powerful, there would be no story. Cause you have to have like a glitch in order to like get the desire going. You have to have a, like a not having. So the object put yeah is like, well, A, he's being chased for his, the stuff by the other people who want the drugs, but B, oh my God, he's going to die if he doesn't get his pills. Yeah. And it's, I think it's interesting that it's like, he's going to die if he doesn't get his pills. Not like, you know, the usual thing of, um, I guess, like the Dorian Gray type idea of if you get something that's too much that you don't deserve, you have to pay for it with your physicality. And it's not like mm-hmm. the drug when he's taking it causes him a loss. It's like when he doesn't take it, which I think is just like a weird logic, but... Yeah. Yeah. This kind of reminded me of there's an X Files episode of this guy that is basically like the Flash. Yeah. Um. And he he can go he can move like extremely fast. Mm-hmm. But his but his knees are like extremely fucked up. Like every time he uses that power. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. And I guess uh. So it ends when it's all sewn up and he has worked out a way to use to have enough of the drugs. I I had I had remembered it differently. Like when I watched it in the cinema back in the day of um, he had worked out how to dose it properly so he wouldn't have the ill effects of taking the drugs. But it's actually the opposite. It's like he works out how to have enough drugs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's interesting. Like, it's, I don't know if that's like a sort of capitalistic idea, perpetuating the idea that you can just like have, have, have rather than have any like reality principle. Because the reality principle isn't the drug itself. It's the not having the drug, which... I think it's interesting. Um, So, yeah, I mean, like, kind of ideas that came up, obviously, like, the pleasure principle and the reality principle. So the idea, pleasure principle, you can have whatever you want, reality principle, well, life gets in the way, other people's desires, uh, reality itself. And then the idea... Yourself. Yeah, yeah, yourself, exactly. The idea of, like, limits. So do you want to talk about, like, how limits relate to capitalism? Yeah. yeah, I think that I think that it's very interesting that um, when he's taking the pill 
and he meets with this guy. I forgot. Uh, I forgot what his name is, but the guy that's like wants to kill him because he. Uh, no, sorry, not the guy that wants to kill him, but the one that he borrows money. I think he borrows like oh, hundred fifty yeah, thousand like, dollars Russian or something dude. like that. Yeah. Yeah, the Russian guy. Um, and I think it's interesting that he's taking the pill and he's like really smart and he like. I mean, it's pretty clear by this point that he's like in some other level, you know, like he, mm -hmm. he learns languages just by hearing them. And, uh, you, you know, he, 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 he just like scans through like documents or whatever. And he already knows what they're about. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember it was like this really stupid part where it's like this girl's like, she, she read that, um, uh, who's this guy, the one that did the texture of the universe or something, uh, the physics book, I know. green, well, there's this. I, I think there's know. this phys physics guy called Green, and uh, uh -huh. anyways, she's like, I read the book and I understood it. <laughs> it's actually like not that bad of a book. It's not that. Oh yeah, she's like, I. I mean, you mean like the Anna Freel character? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's um, like, I read it in forty-five minutes and understood it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, uh, yeah. So, so he goes and he has this plan to like m win the money back. And the guy, the Russian guy is like, so, so how are you going to give me the money back? And he's like trying to explain and he has like this folder or whatever. And he's, he's like trying to explain it. And the guy's like, well, it's a fix, isn't it? And he's like, yeah, yeah. But you know, like he's trying to like convince him that it's not. But at the end he's like, you know what? Yeah, it's a fix. And I just thought it was interesting that the way that limit in capital works, or if, if, mm -hmm. if you add a little bit of acceleration into into capitalism, it's always going to be a fix, um, and I think that it's it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that like the fact that I, when he wanted to make money, he went into the biggest sort of like constitutional fix ever, which is like Wall Street. Um, yeah, and I think that's basically that's basically a limit of of capital. It's just like really what ends up being the 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 most that you can do is is kind of pathetic and it's just like getting money you know uh, <laughs> I know I, it I, is I, true I, it's like that's his like ultimate like kinda... aim huh I was just, it is funny that he's like his he uses it to just like make his money I guess I don't know this film was in 2011 so like the politics of Wall Street is like dodgy at that time is in like you know people were pissed yeah. um but it is funny yeah, how it's not like to... sorry go ahead no no you, you go well, just to wrap up the point, uh, um, well, I, as a side note thing, I thought it would have been more realistic if really what would have happened when he had the pills, just like figure out how to have sex with kids because like all rich people are basically pedophiles. <laughs> this is your <laughs> no, little thing. <laughs> your like yeah, theory. Yeah. <laughs> your global no, I theory. think that it would have been more realistic if that happened. You know, he was just like beginning to be attracted to children because that's like the ultimate uh, uh, injunction. Well, he was... But, he uh, I was going to say he was engaged in a crime that it just happens to be ideologically um, allowable these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but um, what, I, what I was going to say and connected to this whole thing that you were talking about, the reality principle and uh, the pleasure principle, I don't think that wanting money is enjoyment, I think. Well, mm -hmm. or, or pleasure, sorry. I think it's uh, it's a duty and it's mm -hmm. like... When you are like subject to to want to gain money so that you can supposedly like enjoy your life in a you know, 
in a more excessive way. That's the that's the reality principle of capitalism. Um, yeah, it doesn't function as a sort of like just this thing that you can enjoy. It's 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 a duty, you know. Yeah, it's all about. Um, well, I, the word accumulation has in has in it the sort of like zombifying, um, grabbing for doomsday, as in it has within it this idea that it's all going to disappear. You know. Um, yeah. So yeah, got to earn the money just in case. Um, I was there's something that I wanted to talk about um, in terms of Hegel, in terms of the idea of like limit, which I thought was really interesting. I was just reading about it the other day, um, but I was just thinking, what do you think about this idea of like um, smart, like brain power makes you like a better person? As in, it's your brain. Well, there's a few things. Like first of all, I don't. I feel like there's sometimes um, this idea of like the unconscious. You tap into the unconscious, and if you allow the unconscious to speak to you and you engage in it you'll have all this power because you but it, like the unconscious obviously doesn't work like that because it doesn't really quote unquote exist um but you know this yeah. idea of like use 100 percent of your brain the amygdala blah 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 um mm-hmm. and this idea of i think there is like a tendency in sort of neurosciences to kind of like get to that point of being able to like use your brain um and I also, I don't know if you saw, there was this, I thought this was just like so ideological, this like documentary about Bill Gates that came out recently. Um, and I did watch a little bit of it just out of interest. And it is funny because it's all like um, stylizing his brain power, you know, with these like graphics about, wow, 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 he reads so fast, his eyes are moving. Da, da, da. And the idea of like, he's in this ridiculous... <laughs> His eyes are moving. Yeah, his eyes. He's got his like glasses on or his glasses slightly raised and he's reading and his eyes are like, oh my God, he reads a book every yeah. single day. Wow. He must therefore have a hundred billion dollars. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As if it's like, I don't know, I think that's just yeah, really yeah. such a like 90s idea that um, people earn their position in society because they're like smarter or better or, you know, yeah, yeah all of that nonsense. Um, no, I, I, well, I do think that like, Okay, so the fact that people don't experience this sort of like completeness of subjectivity, mm-hmm. um, I think that's that's what humanity or human subjectivity is. Yeah. Um, the fact that there is this blind spot or there's this gap. And I think that if there was some way to unlock like something more... Um, I guess I guess this whole thing that like neuroscience is like trying to unlock is what we now consider like the unconscious. Not yeah. that it exists, but there's like it takes its place as something that doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it creates it like sort of a myth around it that doesn't that that, that is not like palpable. But yeah. I do think that if that would happen, um basically people would become like machines. I don't know if you know about this guy uh called Vannevar Bush and he did this he was like interested in memory and mm-hmm. he wanted to create this like basically what is the internet and it's like the the memex mm-hmm. and i think the value that he saw is that like people tend to forget things very very quickly and i think there's a lot of that in in limitless where he remembers things that he saw at some random moment yeah um and that allows him to just like navigate life in a way that is more complete. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing about the memex is just like this machine that doesn't forget. And I think that that's the internet. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know what you think about like the effect that the internet has had on people because uh, just the fact that you can that you can look up information 
at any given point mm-hmm. is a little bit is it's i don't know it's maybe not human like yeah uh maybe maybe our brains haven't been like unlocked in the way that you're talking about but there is this sort of like insistence of knowledge that is like limitless when it comes to like the internet but i don't i think that maybe the brain gets a little bit overwhelmed by yeah. the amount of information uh even though and and i don't necessarily think that people learn more but that they need to repress more mm-hmm. um so the more that they learn the more that they need to forget because it's it's that's the condition of being like a human and having subjectivity it's that you you don't retain everything do you know i was going to say where, when do we recall information that we've completely forgotten well when we dream you know and it's like that a mm. lot of use that does to being in the world like you can't you know it's like it, it it's for a reason that we have these limits to our subjectivity well i don't know actually that could be wrong as in it's contingent and therefore we live in the mm. world in the way we do and the world as in the material world that we've constructed revolves around yeah. that. I don't know. You know, we couldn't yeah. really live in any other way. And then the other thing is like, yeah, another time is maybe on hallucinogenic drugs. You you recall or you experience a wider, probably more synapses in your brain are firing, but you can't drive. You, know? you can't like yeah. tuck your kid into bed or cook food or whatever. Um, yeah. And the, and the uh, well, one of the things that I wanted to say just as a quick side note is that um as a hegelian i think that it's not that okay it's not like we're humans right now and then if if there was a, a, this sort of thing like the limitless pill or whatever that would turn us into something else other than human i don't think that that would be like this whole thing this thing that is complete and that doesn't have any sort of like ontological blemishes i think that basically there's like a there's an inconsistency and a gap in reality itself mm-hmm. that sort of uh, f- puts a puts a wound on everything yeah it doesn't yeah. matter if it's human so yeah it, it really doesn't matter if we if we cease to be human i mean maybe as a species but maybe what is sort of human maybe then the, what it names is this sort of wound that is universal universal yeah and you know, I'm, and that's why it's funny when I think of like you know, this kind of reminded me of that movie, uh, the Luc Besson, the uh, Lucy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. and I just think that, that, that. Yeah, but I just like I don't think that 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 exists. I think that if there was going to be like a robot, maybe it would be better than like the human species, but it would still be like kind of pathetic in some way because yeah. that's just the condition of existence. That's very true. Oh, yeah, I know that you're absolutely right that everything everything comes to an end, you know, I don't know. Um, It's interesting. So Hegel has this idea of the true infinite and the bad infinite, which I thought Mm -hmm. was quite interesting in terms of like what this idea of limitlessness is, because um, I think Todd actually um, theorizes this in relation to human subjectivity. So limitless and the way it's kind of shown in this film is this forward motion, you know, as you were talking about those shots down the like, New York streets that just keep going forward and forward and forward and forward. So for if I've got this right, the bad infinite for Hegel is like, so if you have an infinite going forward in a straight line, well, it has to have sort of a concept of a beginning and an end to be going in a straight line. Whereas the true mm-hmm. infinite for Hegel is a loop because there's no beginning yeah. and no end. So already... Yeah. 
<laughs> one could argue that through the notion of um, the lack causing drive and human repetition, we are already in the infinite. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And well, it's um, it's kind of like what we were talking about, The Greatest Showman. It's like we didn't watch it on purpose because it would have distracted from the core. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it reminds me of that because it's like uh, when you have this sort of like infinite loop or sorry, the, the linear, the linear infinity, mm -hmm. um, the beginning and the end distract from the core. And that's, that's why the loop is, it's not that the loop doesn't have a beginning and the end, but it becomes sort of like meaningless as it should be. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't, like the origin and the end doesn't matter. It's just like sort of the the dialectical motion that is like within it. And it doesn't, it, it subverts or it undermines the beginning and the end. Mm -hmm. And all that matters is the sort of like progression through splits and contradictions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's interesting as well, like just like obviously... Um, capitalism requires a sort of um, bad infinite in that like it gives us the illusion that it's always progressing to something better um, and that it does so no, in this linear yeah. motion <laughs> yeah. but then it has to like it can't ever end so mm -hmm. it has to perpetually push boundaries like so the boundaries exist in order for us to like want it has something to subvert new. itself yeah it's part of the loop yeah so i was just thinking um about like products you know um if you go to i'm sure if you went back 20 years to a supermarket and you saw the cereal aisle there might have been like 20 cereals but now you mm -hmm. go to a supermarket and it's like they invent all kinds of new like nutella feel filled chocolate wheat pillows and frosties <laughs> with marshmallows you know it just like they have to invent new and new and new and new things so there's always kind of like a barrier that generates something new as in here's the new this is the new end when you get this yeah. it'll be amazing and obviously this has to perpetually kind of disappear um yeah 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 you know what else i thought it was interesting um that the pill is nothing basically it's like yeah. colorless that's interesting that it's like transparent and i think that it's like because because there is no there is no sort of like self-referential guarantee for uh the 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 object of desire mm -hmm. um the pill i think it's it reflects back on what it is that you think that you want but it includes death drive into it um and it, I think the only way that that works with this type of like fictional pill is that it, it, I think it's perfect that it's like transparent because it, it's almost kind of like a, you can put anything that you want into it, uh, desire wise. Yeah. That's and that's, that's the logo. You know, the logo is not like this sort of pharmaceutical thing. It's like the logo or, or the brand is, is desire itself. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Do you know, I don't know if there's like much else that I have to say about the film. <laughs> <coughs> do, you think, do you have any other ideas? I, look, I do like this idea of, um, we were talking about the film Knives Out um, just before we press record. And obviously that's a whodunit. And whodunits are kind of like notoriously like obsessive in structure. It's all about, um, you begin with a question that can be neatly answered by the end of the film. But the funny thing is I kind of feel like all films, unless it's a series, have that obsessive structure, you know, they like always end up tied up at the end. It's just that 
the whodunit is more obvious. Um, yeah. And in, in order for like the series to continue, for, for things to continue into a series, you have to have like an object put together that just, you know, gets in the way of the completion of getting the finality yeah. of the logic puzzle that is the story. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's, um, what did you think about the, about the end? I mean, I guess we're doing like a bonus, bonus movie with Knives Out or at least a little bit of it. Oh really? I was going to also well, talk about I, like um, cont- we should re- re- revert back also to like talking about some contemporary stuff with the question of limit. But yeah, it's in the end of Knives Out. Yeah, like um, so this is one of the things that bothered me about Watchmen mm-hmm. and basically about the whole attitude towards identity right now, and mm-hmm. it's that uh, people are so desperate to find sort of like emancipation yeah. that it gets reduced to the particular mm-hmm. and. People are trying to find the sort of like emancipatory uh, element yeah. in something that shamefully they have to revert to because there is no political sort of grasp on, yeah. on emancipation at all. Yeah. So there's this and, and it's perfect. And you know why it's it's it, it's like people are doing it so much in movies and all of that. Mm-hmm. It's because it's fictional and it yeah. works great as a fiction. Yeah. Um. So you get like this. In in Watchmen, it's like basically, you know, the bad guys are like the white guys, and yeah. the good guys are black people, um, and it's like pretty clear the split. And I think that I I don't I don't understand why it, it's not more clear that it works because it's a fiction and it's a fiction in real life as well. Uh, when you try to identify, when you successfully, you know, in quotes, identify with yourself, it's always a fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but yeah, there's this, there's this insistence and I think it's, it's mistaken for empowerment. That's why I think that Jordan Peterson should really love identity politics. Because well, he does. Basically, he does. Yeah. Yeah. He does. But like, m- like woke identity yeah, politics yeah, because yeah. it's, because it's mythological and it's about stories that yeah. people tell themselves yeah. stories that are sort of like timeless as he likes to call them and that <laughs> sort of like I think he's just a utilitarian identity politics person because like his is like well what's best for you know you're tied to your room what's best for you you know is it best to have, tell yourself the story that you're a victim or best to tell yourself the story that you are a man yeah. I don't know. But yeah, no, exactly. You're absolutely right. It's like these, this idea that you uh, require mythologies, which is the, the well, it's a, a Jungian thing. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's like, well, obviously, you know, you touched on the idea that there's there's no political, like, as you said, emancipatory politics is <laughs> bye-bye. Yeah. And uh, people tend to, um, you know, the personal is political because the border of the political, like, just shrinks in on the self. The personal political yeah. is like giving up. Um, you yeah. know, it's not some radical thing. It's like the, literally the opposite of radical. It's the the uh, proof that radical politics is done. Um, yeah. But I thought it was, you know, yeah. obviously at the moment there's this whole um, Iran war situation. Um, and oh, yeah. I don't know if you've seen that the, the women, uh, um, the people who are in charge of basically the three biggest arms dealer um, companies and three or four of the most important wings of defense within the the state in the US. By the way, women. just like just quickly, can you fill me can you fill me in cuz I saw today in the mornings mm-hmm. a headline. Wasn't there a strike or something? 
A missile strike. Oh, right. Well, I can tell you about that in a second. Um, okay, okay. But yeah, um, as in, there, well, there may be two rather than one, but um, yeah, so that they're all women. And obviously, like, <laughs> this is the thing that, like, um, the smiley, put a smiley, put in a smiley heart emoji on a frigging missile and it's female empowerment or something and i you know lots of people have talked about this how um uh the west often uses um uh, feminism as like a kind of moral wing for neo-colonialism basically um you know empower the women and then you know you turn this country into a frigging like capitalistic outpost that you can plunder you know um, and pretend that it's not colonialism anymore, but the fact is, like, it's not surprising that these that feminism, which was one of the first of these quote unquote emancipatory movements of the twentieth century, has turned into this, you know, just like the worst kind of neoliberal um, and neoconservative politicking, women, yeah. you know, in charge, girl boss, head of whatever the arms dealer company is, because as soon as you turn something to a particularity. It will get capitalized upon. As soon yeah. as it's about women rather than the universal, the only thing that cannot be um, uh, capitalized upon is the universal. So we need to mm-hmm. focus on what we share, which is what we don't share, rather than, yeah, these particularities. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think yeah. about um, the idea of uh, why? people identity politics why it's like i guess identity politics arises around this question of particularity why do you think it's important that people feel that they can identify with a particular um well because of capital i think that there's this immense amount of alienation and Mm -hmm. estrangement where you don't feel like you connect with yourself or Mm -hmm. with others so you try to cover over that that loss uh, with a fiction. Yeah. And uh, there's nothing more exciting than to think that your your identity is special and mm-hmm. that and that you have something to I don't know, that's something I guess I guess the way that it's thought about like right now is that th- it's that you are owed something mm-hmm. rather than the universal which would be that you owe everybody else i think we talked about this yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, the, yeah. The, the last but it's it's not that you owe it's that you are owed mm-hmm. uh through capital so well you're you're and, a customer I think I d- hashtag elizabeth warren <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. yeah <laughs> no but I, I just think that like the way that sort of the channel through which that story becomes louder mm-hmm. is through identity and yeah yeah yeah, I just think that it's it's a way for people, and I I don't necessarily think that people have bad intentions, no, no, even no. though even though I do think that it has bad outcome, mm-hmm. but um, I think that people just are trying to cope with the weight of estrangement that yeah. comes from from capital. Exactly. And you know what was it? What's the? Shijek yeah. um, says this quite frequently about like religion is the only way that you get good people to do bad things, and it's like, well, mm-hmm. we don't have a god in the sky anymore our religion is accumulation and it gets people to yeah. do really terrible things good people to do really terrible things um yeah oh that's great i was yeah, also I thinking that. you know it's interesting in limitless like obviously i'm not saying like this is it, this is not to be like 
overanalyzing, whatever. The story is the story. But I just, you know, it's interesting that um, when you get the pill, well, the story is about one individual. Who knows? Somebody may have got the pill and, like, worked out how, a way in which to um, spread the cure to <laughs> as many people as possible mm-hmm. or understand Hegel for the betterment of, you know, whatever society. And, you know, it's obviously about making money and banking and publishing a book and becoming president and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's all. Yeah. And I think, yeah, we well, would, in these conditions, like all of us probably try to get what we quote unquote want. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, just, and to go back to touch on that point, like to go back to the film, mm-hmm. uh, the Limitless thing. Okay, so at the end, he meets with uh, Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. and um, Robert De Niro is like that he absorbed the the company that yeah. that made that that pill, mm-hmm. and uh, that he that he he tells uh, uh, Bradley Cooper like, oh, you can. I can give I can keep on giving you pills and uh but you need to you need to work for me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh and then Bradley Cooper's like, Oh no, I I already perfected the drug and you know, I, I can there's no side effects in, in, in whatever the version or iteration that mm-hmm. he has of the pill. But um do you think that that even makes sense at all? Like <laughs> I know it doesn't really make of, sense. <laughs> yeah, like isn't the point of the pill that the payoff is the side effect? Um, well, this is the whole point. What, yeah, I was gonna say. So like, the film has to end because he's finished. He's he's discovered the like the magical solution. Like, there's no story. Yeah, no, there I guess anymore. it's like more like a theoretical but plot yeah, hole or something. I think. But, I think. Yeah, uh, that the, the isn't isn't the side isn't the side effect of medication always uh, what causes enjoyment? Exactly, and I do think it is like theoretically weird that he gets symptoms not when he's taking it, not from taking it, but from not taking it. I think that's like yeah. something that is slightly off. But um, I was just going to say about surely, so basically the pill technically um, maybe isn't overcoming, uh, isn't expanding your consciousness, but it's overcoming the um, uh, tendency to self-sabotage. And that maybe, not that like yeah. one could relearn a language in like 10 hours or something. But um the other thing is that, like, maybe, okay, let's just it, it just expanded your energy and doing power and brain power. You just have, like, a massive, 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 massive tendency to self-sabotage then. Yeah. <laughs> so you'd be in square yeah, yeah, one yeah. anyway, you know? But I just think that, I think, I just think that it's, like, a very strange phenomenon. Yeah. That, and I think you know people like this as well, that, so maybe we should talk a little bit about medication, because that's mm-hmm. what I initially thought that we oh, were like Adderall and stuff. Yeah, Adderall. Yeah. But like just in general, sort of like uppers and downers. Yeah. Like, okay, so do you remember like Molly's Game? Um, um, yeah, I only watched a tiny bit of it on a plane, but yeah. That's pretty good. I, yeah. I mean, it's it's Aaron Sorkin. In the Aaron yeah. Sorkin movies, every character is Aaron Sorkin. So that's pretty annoying. Everybody's like witty and like talks fast. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Didn't anyway. he, didn't he um, direct it as well? Yeah, he directed yeah. it. Uh, but anyway... Um, yeah, so she's like doing. She gets into drugs because she's mm-hmm. like up uh, all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. She doesn't sleep, and she's like working and trying to make money, you know. And what she ends up doing, and it's and I think I know people that do this, and it's mm-hmm. like okay, so they drink, and that's a downer, and then they do like coke mm-hmm. because that's an upper. So, and then they, I don't know, they take. Uh, uh, ecstasy or whatever, and mm-hmm. then on top of that, they take like uh, 
I don't know what's another upper. I don't even, <laughs> I don't know too much about drugs and how they make you feel. But um, basically, what ends up happening is that they just feel normal because they're yeah. like immediately when they take something that brings them down. Yeah. They take something to bring them up, and it cancels itself out. So yeah. that that's the phenomenon that I think it points to enjoyment, and it's that what happens when you're taking all these drugs but basically canceling their effect the only thing that you're left with is the side effect and i think that what people enjoy is directly the side effect not that's the really effect of the drug that's really yeah. interesting yeah and, and it, the that's side good. effect is like the side effect is basically what allows them to like keep coming back to it and uh yeah, they have to like keep using, yeah. keep repeating the upper down a cycle because of the side effect. Um, that's really good. I do agree with you. I have been historically in my life severely addicted to coffee, which I guess is an upper. And then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you require so much coffee. Although coffee apparently is like very good for you. So I don't I drink don't, it anymore. But I used to have to I have, don't like, usually, six espressos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually talk too much about like myself um, mm. on the podcast, but um, I've always had this thing um, that I don't know what's going on with me, but whenever there's like something that is supposed to like wake you up, mm-hmm. it makes me feel extremely anxious. So if I drink like just one cup of coffee, mm-hmm. I feel extremely anxious for the rest of the day, but it, really? it doesn't feel like it feels like a psychological thing because yeah. I could even just have a sip of it and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just it causes something in me that it's like and I don't I don't think it's like oh an allergy to caffeine or whatever yeah. because I can have like regular coke and it doesn't make me feel anything or tea. But mm-hmm. since coffee has like this sort of uh mythological power around it that it's yeah. like oh it'll make you it'll help you start your day or whatever it's like it just yeah. it literally creates kind of like a fear in me. You have like a an allergy to capitalism. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I I like yeah. I really love that feeling of feeling kind of buzzed. Um, yeah. Although, yeah, no, I think I've I think I I kind of have done coffee for my lifetime. I really sometimes, don't need very much anymore. Yeah. Um, sometimes I've thought that like, ah, maybe I should try Adderall to see if you mm. know how how it would make me feel. But I think it would probably make me feel like that, like just yeah. anxious and just. It's like, funny. Oh there's God. all these um. Yeah. Uh, things about it's bad you know it gives you heart problems and stuff which who knows if that's just the thing that makes it enticing um, yeah. rather than actually being a thing that causes those problems but yeah I have friends who take it but I don't know it's I'm too much of a just say no kind of person <laughs> yeah there's some people that like snort it and stuff and uh, this, is an, this is a point that I heard um, uh, Peter make I don't know if he got it from someone or if it's his but that uh, it's int- it's it's sort of this is like a, one of those symptoms of late stage capitalism mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, drugs used to be and we talked about this with uh, Enter the Void in our Enter mm-hmm. the Void episode. But it's just like drugs were meant to escape from capital. But now you mm-hmm. have these drugs that in- induce you into capital in a deeper way yeah. and make you want to work literally. Um I don't know. I just thought that was a very interesting point. And yeah, yeah I think that's that's Adderall. That's interesting. It's, I know. It, it allows you, it, it like numbs the fact that you are, you know, working class and that, you know, you, there's mm-hmm. this sort of like in deep distance between like you and the supposed like people that are like enjoying themselves, you know. 
This is something that I was thinking about recently about in the past, the people who were moneyed, um, gentry, you know, so something like Pride and Prejudice, and it's all about inheritance. And inheritance meant that you didn't have to work. So it was this desperate keeping of inheritance and having daughters marry off well because of this idea of not having to work. So be outside of capitalism almost. And the idea of like the aristocrat just lounging around all day. But now, you know, the I was reading this, um, it was in the cut actually, it was about um, uh, how the so the new the new socialite trend it was being a dj in the noughties or whatever is now um you know having an ethical brand you know it's <laughs> like um but yeah. everybody everybody now it's like about working is like some kind of um token on the totem pole whereas not working used to be um, yeah until yeah you know not so long and even you know you look at like um movie stars there's this real tendency I've noticed recently um, that where, let's say, an actress becomes a producer and she produces all these kinds of movies. She has her own production company. She options scripts. She directs. Da, da, da. You know, in the past, yeah. maybe, I don't know. Well, it, I think there were lots of tragic situations. Um, and I'm not saying it was like easy being a star or anything like that. But I think it's interesting that that's like a new kind of currency. Being, yeah. being a worker, productive at every yeah. strata of stratum, sorry, get to the grammar right, of, yeah. <laughs> of, of, of society. Um, yeah. But I was just going to say, yeah, you know... You, you touched, just as a quick thing, you touched mm-hmm. on something that I think is interesting, and it's that, like, it's sort of like the, the way that capital fixes itself is through cap. it's always through capital. It, mm-hmm. it, it can never risk sort of, like, undermining itself. And this is one of the things that, like, makes me sort of uneasy about Andrew Yang. I mean, I, I don't yeah. think I... I mean, I wouldn't vote for him in the in the primaries, but um, he has some interesting ideas. But for example, like here, all of the stores stopped selling like plastic bags. Yeah. In Monterey, and um, but it's like there's a there's an underside to it, which is like now the companies get to like charge you for bags. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's like incredible. There was this guy that came um to to our record label and he was giving a talk about like you know how to optimize the the performance or whatever it's not really my thing i'm more into like the 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 creative side but um Mm -hmm. there were some people in business that wanted to hear him and um yeah i think he was saying basically that caring about the environment is an advantage because it creates money for the company and I just thought, like, there's something so obscene about that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely um, true, though, isn't it? It's definitely true in, in yeah. capital, and which is, like, yeah. the incentive to care is not, to ca- like, caring about the world itself. It's It's just that you're going to get paid for it. I know, and the thing is, the thing that causes the problems with the environment is capitalism itself. There was actually a line, this reminds me of, in the film, where, um, what's she called? The Abby Cornish character... Um, remarks on Bradley Cooper and how he's transformed himself and she says you're so abstemious and tidy so it's like uh, it's all about being abstemious and tidy yeah. <laughs> well like yeah I mean I don't know yeah. even though he's like yeah. loaded <laughs> it's like yeah he's so tidy uh, abstemious <laughs> um, although the irony is he's definitely not abstemious because he's taking a drug hello um, yeah yeah uh, but you, but yeah, you... I, I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, 
it's very entertaining. It's one of those movies that you don't really have to think about it too much. Yeah. But uh, I do enjoy it a lot. So for all of the itself, um, yeah. theoretical critique, I like enjoy it. So, you know, yeah, um, definitely. you were going to say something about the like an attack, right? The Iran thing. Oh, you know, I just I just want to know what happened if you saw the news of yeah. was maybe a missile strike or something. Well, it's funny because obviously we talk about a lot about like liberal identity politics on this podcast. And obviously it goes without saying that the right is rife with identity politics as well. And, you know, it's all pretty gross. Um, but that's just a tenant <laughs> of capital and w- which one causes the other, you know. Um, but, yeah, no, the, there was a, a strike at the base, but there's also this plane went down and... Um, my dad, who I guess knows about these things, says he thinks it's a um, just like way, way to spread Chinese rumors. <laughs> this doesn't like mm-hmm. cause anything, but yeah. um, uh, it was a cack handed <laughs> missile accidental strike on a plane. He thinks, uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, on this Ukrainian plane, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, should we end it there? I just wanted to say yeah. something to the to the listeners. Um, yeah, yeah, if. If um if if at any point you are interested in in hearing us talk about a specific movie, uh, just write to Helen on Instagram. I'm kind of off social media already, or just uh, on our SoundCloud or uh, iTunes page. In the page. Apple, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and yeah. like and like, what's it like and subscribe? Lol. No, give, give us ratings if you like it. Basically, <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to say it in like yeah. a really more like. Well, I'm just gonna say, just do it. Um, but yeah, yeah. you—it's <laughs> supposed to be like, if you enjoy, it, please, it really helps. And the thing is, it's yeah, like, yeah. why, why, what's the? I mean, really, like, at the end, it's funny because there's this whole thing. You feel like, oh, we should grow the podcast. We should more professionalize it. We should do it. But like, why? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But I, mean, I guess I, the I thing is, we have to be part. Stuff, but, exactly, yeah. exactly, and I think we have to like. Part of my 2019 thing, which I felt was like a better, to be a better person in the conditions of the day is to interact with one's public, as in, I think capitalism is trying to privatize everything and we have to like re-enter into the commons. So I got Instagram and I started a podcast. So... um, (laughs) I guess that I do think it's important that people engage, you know. Yeah, definitely. And this is I think this is basically why why we're doing this just to to add to the conversation that has this sort of uh spirit of community. Um yeah. but yeah, if um if you have a, a suggestion or just a thought or even if it's not about a movie, if you would like to hear us talk about something specific that maybe is related to psychoanalysis or philosophy or theology, uh, feel free to write to us and we'll definitely like work it in there. Um, and yeah, that's basically what I what I wanted to say. Awesome. Okay, right. well, that's us. Yeah, it's us. Uh, <laughs> this uh, is so, me. <laughs> yeah, this is me. That's, I think that's like a Northern Irish thing to say that's us. Maybe not. Yeah, this is... That's true. My God, this is this is me. <laughs> well, that's a little bit better. That's like the the Bernie thing. The us not, or yeah, we, not me, not me. We not me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Us. All right. So cool. until next time. Until next time. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs>